Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21, as we are in our ninth episode, and we're looking at Catholic explanation of what is termed the rapture. And our verse is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. But before we begin, let's open with a brief prayer. Lord, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of thy word. Amen. We're going to take a second run here at what is described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And by the way, if you're a Catholic and you're talking to a Protestant friend who happens to believe in the rapture at any moment theory, say to them, oh, what you're describing is what St. Paul wrote about in 1 Thessalonians 4. And they'll probably be somewhat shocked that as a Catholic, you at least know the book and the chapter, what we're talking about. Let me read the verses. Verse 17 is the prime rapture verse by those who believe in the rapture at any moment theory. And I gave you a technical term for that, dispensationalism, but you don't really need to know that for this broadcast. Let's start with verse 15 so we just get some context as we approach verse 17. St. Paul writes, For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord." Now, this might be very hard to digest this teaching about the rapture, or at least this rapture verse, since many Catholics don't have any background in this. So the reason I'm doing a second broadcast, and basically we're going to go over the same ground we did last week, but I realize when you don't have a framework for something, it's very hard to learn something new. It's like you're building on something without a foundation. So what I would like to do this week is take certain phrases from the Apostles' Creed and then link them to 1 Thessalonians 4. In other words, what I'm trying to do in teaching you about the so-called rapture verse is taking what you know and then adding what you may not know and put the two together and hopefully we'll have some, uh, some light on the whole issue. And by the way, we have a few broadcasts yet on 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, because again, uh, like the whole Left Behind novels uh, by Dr. Tim LaHaye, who is a dispensationalist, the rapture at any moment type of thing, he basically pointed to this verse, chapter 4, verse 17, as the key rapture verse. So this is something we have to understand and understand well. But if you have a question regarding 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, after I get done today, you can simply send me a question at askthehost at gmail.com. Again, with your questions on the rapture or 1 Thessalonians 4.17, send your question to me, askthehost at gmail.com. 
Now, I'm going to give you in one sentence what this is talking about. And you, sh- okay, don't worry about the text of 1 Thessalonians 4. Just listen to one sentence. The Catholic understanding of the so called rapture is simply the resurrection of the body at the second coming of Christ. And it's something we confess in the Creed. Okay, the so called rapture, the Catholic understanding, is simply the resurrection of the body at the second coming of Christ. Okay, so let's go through the Creed. The Creed says, He will come again to judge the living and the dead. He will come again is talking about Jesus returning to earth. First time he came as a child, second time he'll come at the end of this point of human history. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Well, I just read to you in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, for we declare to you that we who are left until the coming of the Lord. This is talking about the second coming. Now, I realize that the dispensational rapture at any moment, folks, don't believe this is the second coming, okay? They believe this is uh, at least seven years before that, but I don't want to complicate it. Catholics believe it's simply the second coming of Christ, and in the creed we say, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body. Okay, that's the second thing in the creed that pertains to this passage in 1 Thessalonians 4. He will come again, the second coming. The resurrection of the body is referring to what's being called caught up to meet Christ at the second coming. This is an event that happens at the second coming of Christ, and there are two groups, if you think of it, when Christ returned, we don't know the date, and anybody who does is a false prophet at the nth degree because nobody can know this date. But when he comes, logic would just tell you, obviously there's been faithful believers who have died in the Lord, okay? And then there will be people who are alive at that point, okay? Christians who are alive. And what was going on in the church at Thessalonica they were concerned about their friends who died before the second coming of Christ. They knew that the living would undergo this transformation, have a raised and resurrected, transformed body. But what happens to those we buried? And basically what happened to Jesus, Jesus' body was put into the tomb. When he was resurrected, that wasn't his soul or his spirit coming out of the tomb. That was his body. He was bodily raised from the dead. He was whole. He was a whole human being in a glorified form. What happened to Jesus will happen to us. The only confusing part of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that there's an A and a B group. In other words, there's those who have died, the faithful who have died in Christ, and those faithful who are alive. And it basically says, together, we're going to be caught up. And Paul said, you really don't have to worry because those who have actually died in Christ, the faithful, are, are going to beat us by a little bit. And we're going to be meeting the Lord in the air. Now, the other thing in this verse 17, the words caught up come from the Latin word from which we get the English word rapture. Okay. So caught up is the 
rapture. In other words, it's both the living and the dead, faithful in Christ, are caught up and then meet Christ in the air. Now, this verb to meet is is a term used in the ancient world when a royal dignitary, especially a king, was coming to town. Well, the expression to meet referred to the delegation of honored citizens who would go outside of the city to greet the incoming dignitary and join him in his procession back into the city. And I have a scripture for you that visualizes this uh, quite well, and it's the exact same verb as in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 is used in the book of Acts, chapter 28 and verse 15. St. Paul was coming to Rome. Now, the irony is, you know, he'd just been shipwrecked and bitten by a poisonous snake and all this other stuff, and he was in chains. But make no mistake, St. Paul was a royal dignitary. He was a royal messenger. He was the special envoy of the King of Kings, the greatest monarch in the history of the world, Jesus Christ, someone greater than Caesar. So he was coming to Rome, and it says, and the brethren there, when they heard of us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. The meeting in Acts 28:15 is the exact same verb as the verb of meeting the Lord in the air in 1 Thessalonians 4:17. And and it says, on seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And just so you know, these weren't um, fluffy Catholics. Uh, Appius is 43 miles south of Rome. So they did a lot of hiking. The three taverns were 21 miles. They left their home. They went out to meet this great apostle Paul on his way into Rome. Now, they didn't stay uh, somewhere out in the uh, Appian Way. No, they joined Paul and continued with him in his procession. So when we are caught up, the living and the dead, faithful in Christ, to meet Christ in the air, we don't hang in the air forever. Uh, in fact, according to the rapture at any moment theory or the dispensationalist, uh, you're up there for seven years. And that's just not the case. Here is um, St. John Chrysostom. He calls it the great reception. If he, Christ, is about to descend, on what account shall we be caught up? It's for the sake of honor. For when a king drives into a city, those who are in honor go out to meet him. Simple. This is simple. In other words, uh, the living and the dead, faithful in Christ, undergo a transformation. Uh, we don't hang in the air or the clouds or disembodied you know, somewhere or even in bodily form somewhere in heaven for seven years. This is something that happens very rapidly. How rapidly? Listen to St. Augustine from the City of God. We are not to take the statement that we shall always be with the Lord as meaning that we shall are to remain forever in the air with the Lord. Okay, just like, um, 
you know, the people that went out met Paul, they didn't stay out there. They came with Paul back into Rome. He continues, St. Augustine, he himself will assuredly not remain there, that is, in the air. He will pass through as he comes. The meeting with him, we may be sure, will take place as he comes, not while he lingers there. After all, we believe the explicit statement of the apostle that the resurrection, you see what's being described in Thessalonians by St. Paul, by St. John Chrysostom, by St. Augustine, is the second coming and the resurrection. So we believe that the resurrection, this is according to St. Augustine, will happen, according to the words of St. Paul, in a twinkling of an eye, and that the dust of corpses of remote antiquity will return with such ease and with a speed beyond all reckoning to limbs which are to live without ending. Do you get this? Um, Again, the dispensational rapture at any moment, all the guys on the airwaves saying about talking about the rapture all the time and saying you'll be up in heaven for seven years. Personally, I think it'll be less than five seconds, maybe even a second or two. That's what he says. Uh, (laughs) St. Augustine, such ease and a speed beyond all reckoning to limbs which are to live without ending. No wonder St. Paul said in the verse 18 of 1 Thessalonians 4, right after the rapture verse, comfort one another with these words. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 9 of Luke 21. Visit us at luke21.com. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.